Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Eddie Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. We have some history and history in the making today to share with you. Joining me today, Pastor Tim Miller of St. John Lutheran Church in New Menden, Illinois. Pastor Miller, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Well, thank you, Andy. So good to be here. You've been so supportive of us here at St. John's over these years. And speaking of years, St. John's has been around for quite some time. Just recently, we celebrated the 175th anniversary of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. What part does St. John's have in that history of 175 years? Well, we happen to be in the right place at the right time, you might say. Here at at New Minden, people had settled already in uh, the late 1830s, 1840, but they, they couldn't get a pastor. And they had brought some sermons with them from Germany, and they met in people's homes and read the sermons and and sang a few hymns and so forth. Every once in a while, a pastor would come through, but nobody they could depend on until they met up with the people in St. Louis who said, hey, you should talk to our pastor, C.F.W. Walther. Maybe he can get you a, a, a real Lutheran pastor. And sure enough, they met with Pastor Walther, and he corresponded with uh, Wilhelm Leia in uh, Bavaria, who sent over a man, young man, 23 years old. He had 11 months of training. He had been a dye maker and uh, wanted to be a missionary to India. But India, things weren't suitable to send somebody at that time. So they said, well, let's send you to the United States instead. And uh, he came here, and a congregation was formed in the fall of 1846. And so this candidate had been at some of the meetings to get ready for organizing the Senate. And so naturally, the the congregation joined when it was formed in April of 1847. So this congregation has been around for quite some time. That's a quite a history. What did things look like, and, and obviously neither you nor I were around at that time, but what did things look like for this congregation and, and their church building in the 1840s? Well, as soon as they organized the congregation in, in November of 1846, in the weeks that followed, they began to make plans to build a church. And in January of 1847, they cut down some, some big oak logs not too far from here. And there was a a farmer who had donated 55 acres. He had bought the farm for his son, but his son had had died unexpectedly. I think he was 18 or 19 years old. And so the father gave this land to the church, and they picked a site on the 55 acres. And like I say, cut down these, these oak trees, and then they milled the logs into timbers with a pit saw. That's uh, there's a pit with two men in the pit, and there's a platform with two men on the platform, and the log is at ground level. And they moved the saw back and forth, and they ran all these logs through this pit saw and made them into squared-off timbers and uh, built a timber-framed church in the days after Easter in 1847, so April, May, June. And uh, the pastor picked up his bride, the first week in July from St. Louis, they got, well, they got married by Pastor Walther in St. Louis, came out here, 
and the house was ready to move into. So it was one building, but 33 feet by 20 feet, and 12 feet on the end was set aside as a partition for the pastor and his wife. So a 12 by 20 space. They lived there six years, eventually had two children, two sons during that time. And on the other side of the wall, at the 20 by 20 room, that was both the church and the school. And this is the, the building that we're, we're hoping to set back up this weekend, actually, which maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but the building was a church and the school and the parsonage at first. And after a few years, the congregation was growing, the pastor's family was growing. They put the pastor and his family in a separate house just in time for them to have their third child. And they took down that partition wall and that building became the church then. And that lasted for another 10 years. And then the congregation was still growing. So they built the, the church where we worship now, the stone building dedicated in 1863. And the little church became the school then. And later it was just a lower grade school. And then for about a hundred years, it was just a tool shed. And then just before our tornado that hit in 2013, we had moved the building to a different location, trying to make it more prominent. And we had hopes to restore it as a sort of a chapel. Well, then the tornado hit in 2013 and flattened the building. And then we had some big decisions to make about it. And, you know, the mission of the church is not to preserve old buildings. That's really not what we're about as the church. But on the other hand, we take what God has given to us, what we've received from our forefathers, and if it can be put to use for God's mission, we seek to do so. So we had some long, hard discussions. We had some insurance money from the building, but it had been insured as a tool shed, not as a, a church building. And so after some discussions and some soul searching, we decided as a congregation, we were going to go ahead and try to put this building back up and put it to work. And we want to call it the Jesus Sends You Missionary Chapel. Because the first pastor, his name was CFW Schultz, he came as a missionary. He was sent. And you remember Jesus said on the night of his resurrection, he said, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. So they're not forgiven. So Jesus gave us sent us into the world to bring this message of forgiveness. And we are hoping that this chapel that we are resurrecting will serve as a, a reminder of how God is sending us into this world to bring the good news of Jesus by word and deed. We might not be sent overseas like Pastor Schultz and his wife, but God is surely sending us somewhere, maybe just to our, our kids and our neighbors and our co-workers to share the love of Christ. 
When the when the tornado hit in 2013, and I remember having conversations with with you and members of St. John to to talk about the just the devastation that a tornado did quite a bit of damage in the community. What were you able to salvage from the building after the tornado in 2013? Well, it's interesting that it was actually the third tornado that had damaged that building, and what we were able to salvage were the original pieces, the the pieces that were only 100 years old instead of 170 years old, they were the ones that lasted. Those, those timbers made in that pit saw were incredibly resilient. You know, they're built to last about uh, five by seven and uh, 10 feet long and uh, solid oak. A few of them broke, very few, but uh, most of them were intact and just had come apart. And uh, so we were able to salvage them. And the, the men who built it, and we know their names, Heinrich Kasten and Christian Brink, every time two pieces were joined together with a mortise and tenon, they marked them with a Roman numeral. And so all these pieces were created. And then when the time was right, they laid them all out, assembled the building, and brought a bunch of people together and set it up. And uh, those original pieces in the walls are what we salvaged. That The attic, that was only 100 years old. That was not original. That was destroyed. The floor had rotted out probably about 100 years ago and been replaced. And uh, we've replaced that again now. But the, the parts that were original in these timbers were, were saved. So when it's when it's set back up, I think there are 41 posts, and all but four are original. Now we had to do some repurposing, moving some around, and and taking some from the ceiling, and uh, repurposing them. But when people enter, they will see a lot of the original timbers right there. So it's it's a it's a kind of a new building built with historic components. But we're we're joyful that we're finally to this point. Share with us uh, about the upcoming event to raise this structure from 1847 again. Right. So this uh, Saturday, weather permitting and Lord willing, we're going to raise these walls back up again. Uh, They've already been pegged together with wooden pegs and they're laid out. And uh, we had hoped to originally to have the old fashioned church raising, like they would raise the old barns, you know, get a whole bunch of people and and put them up that way. But with insurance and liability and so forth, uh, we've got a crane coming in, but it's, it's a volunteer crane. So it's still all donated labor and equipment. And uh, we hope to set it up on Saturday and get the walls pegged together and the, the building boxed in with uh, sheathing so that it will very quickly be weatherproof and will not sit out in the elements half built for a while, but very quickly then we can go to work on the interior. Anything else to mark the occasion as the the building is raised again? Well, just some good fellowship, I think. We've been blessed with a volunteer carpenter named Tom Polchinski, and he's recruited nine other professional carpenters to come and volunteer their time. So these people know what they're doing. Donovan Holly from our neighboring congregation at Hoylton will be there. And I mentioned their names because they've really done a lot to get us over the hump with this. We discovered we just couldn't do it by ourselves. 
in our congregation. Tom is from uh, Trinity Nashville down the road here, and uh, they're bringing people together. And uh, so this is a project that is is bringing people together, and we hope the the focus will be on on Jesus and His coming for us, and how He is sending us to share God's love with the world. Pastor Miller, how can our listeners find St. John in New Minden if they want to join you for the special event this weekend? Well, we're 50 miles from the St. Louis Arch um, at the intersection of Illinois 127 and 177, the little village in New Minden, just a little bit off of I-64. Very good. My guest today, Pastor Tim Miller of St. John Lutheran Church in New Minden. Thanks be to God for all the mercies he's granted to this congregation throughout their their long history. Pastor Miller, thanks so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour today. God's blessings on the events this weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for all your support over all this time, especially since that tornado. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. <laughs>